0: Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Our sermon series, brand new sermon series, Thinking About Outsiders. Our sermon series is called The Outside In, and uh, I actually found that there's an actual place, and so I thought it was kind of fun to put this one up. It's actually called The Outside In. It's somewhere in England, and I don't know if anybody wants to take me there, but I'll go the, on a trip with you as long as you're friendly, all right? But the easiest place to start, easiest place to start when you think about outsiders, right, is always from sort of a, well, all right, it's even biblical, because we always have been defined by where we came from. You ever notice that? You don't always talk about where, well, you meet somebody at a party or you meet somebody and what's one of the first things you ask them. It's usually first is what? So what do you, what's your name? And then the second is, what do you, what do you do? And then the third one is? Where are you from? And when you ask that question, it's not a bad thing because you're trying to figure out where they're from because then you know maybe like what sort of background that they come from. Maybe they come from a different part of the country, like the heathens from the New England area. Yeah, I'm still mad about that saints thing, man. That was, can we still talk about that? It's past interference, man. But throughout scripture, we hear where people are from. They always are defined by where they're from. That's the easiest place to sort of figure out how to deal with these outsiders. So, I want to look at some places and I want to see if we got some. Ge- do we have people that know geography here? Anybody know geography pretty well? All right, anybody want to challenge here? All right, so I need one person to come up and uh, do, the, do the challenge. I saw you guys raising your hand. Lars, you want to t- try the challenge? Okay, this is good. I have. Um, I have a laser pointer here that works, I think. Oh, here we go, it works. So you're gonna, oh, yeah, come on up, we're gonna try this out. We're gonna see if you can locate, um, and then I need, I'm gonna need two other people. Uh, are you gonna volunteer? Nancy, you raised your hand. All right, so get, re- get ready. And then um, Logan, you want in on this? You feel good? All right, so you guys get ready. You're, you're contestant number two and contestant number three. All right, contestant number one, tell us your name. Uh, Lars. Everybody say good morning, Lars. All right, so Lars, I went with the laser pointer, so basically what you're going to do is you're going to kind of point here, uh, and, and, and the first thing we're going to do is locate America. Everybody say, hello, America. Hello. hello, And then anybody know what this one is? That's Greenland. Excellent, what about the largest country in South America? Yeah. All right, so we're off to a good start. Now, I would like you to locate, generally, uh, Siberia. Oh, right, that's fine. is that the button? That's the button. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so it's like right, right here, right here. He's correct, everybody <laughs> give him a round of applause. And I have, uh, I have a treat for you. I, I decided that I'm gonna give you a kiss Aww. of chocolate. All right, congratulations, you get a chocolate kiss. All right, now, you ready? Uh, Nancy's like, I don't want the kiss at all. All right, so Nancy, come on up. Logan, get on the ready, man, get on the ready. You gotta be ready to come up. Nancy, yours is gonna be a significantly harder. And um, I got a bag of fun things here. Okay, so, all right, so, uh, so, so you've gotta locate. Are you ready for this? I want you to locate. Ghana. Ghana, G-H-A-N-A, Ghana. Oh yeah, so everybody say good morning, Nancy. Good morning. good morning, Nancy. All right, so you hold it like, like this and shoot it that way. Okay, you ready? Yeah, it's common common mistake. All right, where is Ghana? All right, you hit it five times already. You guys give her a round of applause, that's really good. That was it, Donna's right there. See that one right there? Yeah, that was really good. All right, so you get a, um, you get a, a, a beautiful um, half thing of Play-Doh. Congratulations. Yeah. All right, uh, Logan, are you ready? Y'all welcome Logan up to the stage, this is exciting. All right, now this is a little bit tricky, I'm gonna see if you can do it. Everybody say good morning, Logan. All right, so, so I want you to locate here. You hold it like this, all right? So just here, hit that button right there. Okay, yeah, I know it's confusing. All right, so, so I want you to locate Burma. So we're going to give him, as he gets closer to Burma, we're going to suggest he keeps, you can ask the audience. They're talking to you. What are they telling you? Oh, oh, uh, to the right, to the right, yes, all right, there we go. great job, good job, and for getting the hardest one of them all, for getting the hardest one of them all, you get uh, a mint, two kisses, and whatever's in there, all right, <laughs> it's called, it's called Pastor Matt went on a retreat this weekend and brought some stuff back to give away. I was going to give some stats on uh, on geography and like how good that we are uh, at geography, um, but uh, but I want to just instead I'm going to show you. Do you guys remember Jay Leno? You remember Jay Leno, right? He was at talk shows for a long, long time, took over for Johnny Carson. He used to do something called um, like uh, geography on the street or questions on the street. We got this video, and so we're going to show a little bit of Jay Leno on the street. Here we go. And, and you're a high school student. Yes, sir. What do people from Denmark call? You meet a bunch of people from Denmark. What know. are they? Denmartians. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Denmartians. How many Great Lakes are there? Oh, a lot. Like a hundred something? Hundred. <laughs> I could ones. be wrong. Can you name all hundred? No. Great lakes? <laughs> I could be really wrong. Can you wrong. name one Great Lake? The Great
1: The planet. Great Lake.
0: <laughs> We're talking with uh Nick. Nick, what do you do? Um, I go to high school, on, school? Uh, in Roy City, Texas. And what do you want to do when you get out? I would like to be a film director. Film director, okay. You've heard of in the English Channel. Yes. It goes between what two countries? France and England. England. Now, is there any way to get there besides by boat? I think there's like a bridge, like an, a really long bridge, and it goes under the water. Well, a bridge that goes under the water would be called what? An underwater bridge. Oh, about a tunnel. oh yeah. A tunnel. yeah. yeah. Okay. We're talking with? Caitlin Wilcox. Caitlin, you're from where? Arkansas. Arkansas, okay. How's the school system in Arkansas? It's awesome. It's, good. Mm-hmm. Right, let's see it's how, really good. Let's see how good it is. How many oceans are there? Oceans? Yeah. I've only been to one. You've been to one? I've which, been to one. Which one I'm we at? Florida. Have. Which one? An ocean. Um, which, which ocean did you go to Pacific Ocean. You went to the Pacific Ocean in yeah. Florida. How was it? It was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What is the largest country in South America? In South America? Africa? Africa. Africa? And where is Iraq? I don't know, like South Europe or something. South I Europe. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Iraq is in South so you go to Europe, you go south. What country would you find the Panama Canal in? Panama Canal. Is there a country named Panama? No. No. Is there? No. Oh, is it in the U.S.? No. Why do they call the Panama Canal? You think? Is there the guy named Panama? Maybe. There's a guy named Panama, and he did what? He made the canal. The Panama Panama Canal. If you've gone down to use the Panama Canal, you're trying to get from where to where? One place to another. That's fantastic. That's one of my favorite favorite things. This is older footage, so surely we're better, right? I mean, I thought we did pretty good. Nancy did great. Logan, with the aid of the audience, just knocked it out of the park. Well, check this out from November. This happened in November. This is an actual news story. Gavin Clarkson, who lives in Las Cruces, and his fiancee attempted to apply for a marriage license in D.C. License Bureau on November 20th. Everybody got it so far? Say got it. Go ahead and get a marriage license. Clarkson said, to the, said the clerk, however, would not accept his New Mexico driver's license, believing that he was a foreign citizen. The clerk allegedly said that he would have to provide an international passport to get the license. Yeah, it says she thought New Mexico was a foreign country. He told the Las Cruces Sun News. All the couples behind us waiting in line were laughing. And he wrote on the incident, wrote about it on Facebook. You know you live in a flyover country when you're applying for a marriage license. Give them your New Mexico driver's license. And they come back and say, my supervisor says we cannot accept international driver's licenses. Do you have a New Mexico passport? They went back to the supervisor to check if New Mexico was a state twice. Then... The new Miss Clarkson, that's now married, everything worked out, thinks that the most hilarious part was when the clerk complimented me on my English. <laughs> <laughs> Clarkson said, person, said personnel eventually accepted his license along with the marriage application. This uh, Gurowitz, the uh, Director of Media and Public Relations for the D.C. Courts, issued the following statement on the situation in the Las Cruces Sun News. We understand that a clerk in our marriage bureau made a stake regarding New Mexico's 106-year history as a state. We very much regret that error and slight delay it caused New Mexico resident in applying for a D.C. marriage license. This is awesome, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I mean, but think about it. This, this is, these are like easy things to sort of point out, right? But so often, though, we get kind of closed in, don't we? I mean, we get kind of stuck in just sort of what's in our own world, just kind of like what's going on in our own place in life. I mean, there are so many things. I, I was talking to, to one of my buddies, and he said, I bet if we all sat around a circle, through our problems in the middle, we'd all take our own problems back. Amen? Right? We get so closed in on these things that are in our own periphery, get focused on just what's right in front of us, and we're so quick to judge other people and make inaccurate judgments you heard the story of the guy on the interstate you probably even live this right where where, where they, they they fly by you on the interstate going 95 miles per hour right just about take off your your uh, side view mirror right and you're driving along this is when my grandmother would say they ain't all dead yet and you're sitting there stewing over it, you know, driving by me at 95 miles per hour. Get it together, man. What in the world are you trying to do? You're going to call somebody, have a wreck, and you start saying all kinds of choice words. You start thinking all kinds of choice things about them, frustrated at them, stewing about it. And then about five miles down the road, you see them pulled off on the side of the interstate, and you see the man delivering his baby. And you realize, man, this series is about opening up our hotel hearts and providing vacancy for people that are different from us. We've got a video that we wanna show you and then uh, I wanna tell you a little bit more about it, but I just want you to watch what happens in this video. You all kind of saw what happened. Bus driver driving, saw a kid walking on the side of the road, less than two years old. Here's the rest of the story. The bus driver is a Serbian immigrant who's only been in the country 12 years. The baby was a recent refugee from Burma who wandered outside the family's apartment after pushing a door open while no one was watching in below freezing temperatures. The mother of the baby is Rohingya refugee dealing with PTSD mental health issues from surviving the massacre in Burma and is brand new to the country. She is hospitalized after breaking down after the baby was saved but has been released. The woman in the nurse's uniform in the back of the bus who gave up her coat to keep the child warm is the daughter of parents from Ghana. All of these humans coming together, it's humans at their best, so we can see the worst and we can see the best of who we are. It's easy in situations like this, right, where borders are easily defined or there's some sort of emergency, but there are so many close to us who feel like outsiders all the time. In particular, I'm gonna own it, we gotta own it. We, as men, I've tried to make women somehow feel inferior for millennia. If you're willing to own it, say amen. You already know stats about women value in the workplace. You already know that they're hired for less. They're actually hired less and typically discriminated against. As a matter of fact, one of my partners in ministry who's a pastor, just like I am, doing the same things that I'm doing, shook a hand of somebody in her congregation, and they said, wow you have such a strong handshake. You got a man's handshake. She thought, how absurd is it that I'm even judged on how I'm shaking somebody's hand? So my grandfather and grandmother brought me up that when you meet somebody, you shake their hand because it's personable and it's part of who we are in relationship. Why am I judged even on that? And even parts of the Christian witness have been used to keep women out of church leadership for centuries. So today, let's set the record straight, amen? Look at me with, uh, look, look with me at Romans chapter 16. If you brought your Bible, pull it out. If not, we've got it up here on the scriptures for you to read. I commend to you, this is Paul writing to the church in Rome, okay? I commend to you our sister Phoebe a deacon of the church of, okay, now these are going to be hard, and don't judge me on pronunciation, all right? I won't judge you, you don't judge me. You can say these however you want, nobody knows, leave me alone. (laughs) Of the church in Sincre, I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and give her any help she may need for you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Appentius, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. In prison. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they are in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our coworker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachus. Greet Apellus, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Astrobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me, too. It goes on and on and on. Brothers and sisters, this is Paul writing to the church in Rome. And this is just one of the letters that he probably wrote to them. And it's just one church women throughout in leadership to be uplifted in the very core in the very beginning of church now here are some things that we need to know about the early church as we think about outsiders and those who've been made to feel less or inferior we stand next to these women who basically started the church Paul writes early on about how the way that sort of the church worked and the things that we know from writings that are beyond Paul was that women were some of the first leaders in the church because men were the ones that had to go to do the different jobs. So they would be out in the marketplace, they would be out as tent makers, they would be out carpentry or whatever the other things that they were doing. And it was women who were preparing all the things necessary for the gathering. And these were the ones at their core, who were risking their lives. The men got to just go out and do their thing, just doing my job. I don't know why you're giving me a hard time, but the women that were there preparing everything that was going to be there for the gathered people were the ones who were at greatest risk. And they made it happen. They persisted, these women that's what we know about the early church. Here's the truth. The word made flesh came through the wor- into the world through a woman. Somebody say amen on that one. The beginning of Jesus' ministry, and here's the end. Read Luke 24 with me. <clears throat> on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took some spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found a stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning, so cool, stood beside them. Can I get a lightning jacket as part of my pastoral ministry? Awesome. Awesome. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. This is the Easter story. Remember how he told you. While he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and then on the third day be raised again. And then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven. Who are who? Who are the eleven? Everybody say disciples. All together now, disciples. All right, so we're talking about, this is full contact sermons, all right? Y'all know you gotta, talk, you gotta talk to me, church. And all the others, so all those that were there, these 11 and all the others, all of them, 11 men. And it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women. Read this with me, just this last sentence. Because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Oh, we got a different version up there. Okay, I get it. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Brothers and sisters, the fullness of the resurrection story came into the world through women. The beginning of Jesus' ministry coming into the world through women. The resurrection story coming to its fullness because of the story of these women. The good news here is a couple of things. God's great diversity and creativity in this world is beautiful. and should be celebrated because it reminds us that there's always room in the end. There's always room in the end. All of us, no matter how much of an outsider that we think we are, there's always room in the end. Second thing, God keeps using the outsiders. Oh, it's nonsense. We don't believe them. They're just women. What do they know? They're making up stories. Jesus hasn't been raised from the dead, even though he told us that he was going to be raised from the dead. No, it can't be true. It came from the women. Reminding us, that none of us are ever forgotten. It reminds us that there's always room for you on the team. There's always room in the end. There's always room for you on the team. Imagine this, what would have happened to all of us if Peter hadn't been the bold weirdo that he was, that he actually said, what if? What if it's actually true what they're saying? This nonsense, what if it's for real? What if he had never gone and went to see? If he ignores the outsider, these women, because they're not supposed to be the ones to talk, they're not supposed to be the ones to tell men to do anything, they're not the ones that surely at this point they're going to be the beginning of the whole church. (laughs) you seen that bumper sticker? Well-behaved women rarely make history. Anybody seen that one? Well-behaved women rarely make history. Man, that's my favorite. I love it. It reminds us who we are. And February is Black History Month. And we would be remiss if we didn't talk about folks like Rosa Parks, whose boldness on the bus made way for African-American movement, for equal rights, her strength, her boldness. This woman was an outsider. She was rejected. She was pushed aside. Not only was she black, but she was a woman and began this whole movement to embolden the civil rights movement. Over the last couple of months, I've been highlighting outsiders all the time. I don't know if you've been, I'm sure you've been paying that much attention to my sermons. I'm sure you have. But I've been so excited about this series to think about all these different outsiders that I kept saying, hey, remember, notice this one who's bringing this was an outsider. Notice this one from which the gospel is being brought forth to all these other people was an outsider who didn't belong. Because outsiders, that's where the room is made. God consistently uses the outsider, reaches out to outsiders, wants us to know that there's room for you. There's room for us all. Even when we feel like we're not part of the team, like we don't belong, it's in that moment that God is already reaching out to us. Brothers and sisters, there's more good news. You ready? I'm almost done. Everybody shake it off. We're ready for the last little bit? Say yeah. All right. You are on the team at Christ South. You're on the team. You're on the gospel bearing team. This week is Set Your Roots Sunday and that's what this is all about. It's about remembering that we are on the team. It's about reaching the outsider, the broken, the lost, the hurting, the lonely. And today we get a chance to kind of just re-up our motto, our team chant, knowing what it is that who we are, what we're about today. Because the truth is that we all are. None of us deserve this grace. All of us get it because God loves us so much. Today we recommit and commit to do worship differently. To do the gospel differently. To do church differently. To do community differently. Anybody excited about the Super Bowl? Wow. Three of you. All right, I should ask it differently. Anybody ready to get together tonight and eat a bunch of really awful food for you? Yes. So uh, I want to do something a little bit. Uh, I want to do something a little bit silly. Can I do something a little silly? This is, this is the way I roll, man. This is the pastor you got. I apologize for it, but I, it just is what it is. I want you to stand up and throw your arm on somebody's shoulder. See, I thought maybe that what we do here is that at Christ South we'd huddle up. So grab a hold of somebody, now listen, I know all my introverts are really mad at me, all my germaphobes are like heading to the bathroom right after this, but listen, this is the huddle. Everybody lean over just a little bit, as we lean into the gospel, as we lean into what God is calling us to do in this place, when you're on the team, everybody say amen. Amen. You know your gifts are enough, Amen. amen. You know your talents are enough, amen. You know that God brought you here for a purpose, amen? Amen. You know that we get the opportunity to change the world, amen? because this is who God called us to be. The outsiders brought in those that don't belong. Now on the team, you thought you were on the bench. Now you're in the starting lineup, brothers and sisters. This is the beginning of something new, something great. And we are here because we're all outsiders of one part or another, sinners, the broken, the hurting, the lost. We get to be on the team, amen? Pray with me if you would. Good and gracious, God, we give you thanks. We know that you brought us here as your people to change the world by changing this community, by taking every single moment we have with those who are hurting and need and bringing them the good news that you love them no matter what, that they are not lost, that they are not gonna hurt forever, that the grace and love of mercy of Jesus Christ is for them and it is free. So God, call us forth from this place fired up, ready to take the field, ready to give our lives to those who are hurting, ready to open up the vacancy in our heart for those who are outsiders, who need a place to stay, who need a home, God, and give us all the words to say. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and all of God's children, shout. Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life, too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.